Welcome to the Farm Team Podcast, presented by HockeyAI.tech. I'm your host, Elliot Sheen. I'd like to take this opportunity to acknowledge that this episode was recorded in Calgary, Alberta, on the traditional territories of the Blackfoot Nations, which includes the Siksika, the Pekani, the Kainai, and we also acknowledge the Sutina and Stony Nakoda First Nations, the Métis Nation, and all the people who make their homes in the Treaty 7 region of Southern Alberta. Thank you. In today's episode of the Farm Team Podcast, I am pleased to be joined by the creator of Men of the End, Sophie McGovern. Men of the End is a platform that Sophie recently started that highlights an ex-athlete's experience, advice, and thoughts on all things hockey. Sophie hails from Hermantown, Minnesota, where she start, started on skates at the age of four and played her way through minor hockey and an impressive five years of Minnesota State High School hockey. Her senior year, she was awarded the Herb Brooks Award, which is given to the most qualified hockey player in the state tournament, who strongly represents the values, characteristics, and traits of, that define Herb Brooks. During her high school years, Sophie earned an athletic and academic scholarship to play for the Norwich University Cadets, where she played four seasons and graduated as team captain in 2020. Throughout her athletic journey, she accumulated many personal and team awards, including a national championship, being named as an All-American, an All-American Scholar, and was featured in Sports Illustrated for her impressive game-winning goal to win the 2018 National Championship. This past season, Sophie was one of the many unfortunate players to have to endure the hardships of the pandemic. Not only was her season ended abruptly, all the excitement that goes into graduating university also faded into abyss. I sincerely look forward to talking to Sophie today about her experience as a student athlete and what inspired her to start the Men and Platform. With that, Sophie, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. Well, first of all, congratulations on graduating. It's a big uh, life event that kind of got overshadowed by a lot of things. Yeah, definitely. Thank you very much. It was strange. I never thought I'd get to this point, but here we are. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I know, like, kind of fast forward to, to now, it's still the kind of same environment out there, so it's you know, it wasn't yeah. something that was just going to quickly blow away, but you know, it's an unfortunate thing that happened to many. And, you know, obviously starting this platform with men in the end is something that you can do, if, you know, you're uh, from your experience and kind of provide that insight into the next generation. Yeah. Um, I mean, I definitely didn't think I would be here or starting men in the end for sure. I thought I'd still be playing hockey. Yeah. Um, I don't think any of us really thought that COVID was going to be, you know, going on this long. So it just kind of, after all these unfortunate events, it led me to something that's actually really cool. I'm really happy to, you know, to have started for myself and for others. So I'm really excited to talk about that with you today. Awesome. Yeah. And also too, I mean, uh, the, is it national women's hockey league? That's a big hot topic, uh, today, oh, today yeah. now, now yeah. times. So, Oh yeah. Um, I, yeah. I'm sure you read that and saw that blog. Yeah. I have my fair share of thoughts and opinions on that, but yeah a hot Absolutely. topic today in the women's hockey world right now so yeah i'm looking forward to get your insight on that too because it's something that yeah, you know, i think should definitely. definitely definitely be uh you know something that i think could succeed and you know there's a lot of opportunity out yeah. there so but uh yeah start with um just kind of a background on yourself and obviously you grew up in minnesota a big hockey state um let's kind of yeah. get a little bit of uh insight into you know your experience in minor hockey and what that was like yeah, for sure. So obviously I'm from the state of hockey. That's the nickname yeah. from Minnesota. Um, I grew up in Hermantown, like you said, which is a super small town um, by Duluth, but it's a, it's a big hockey town. So yeah. they're known for their boys hockey. And I, I started around four years old, the um, UMD men's hockey team, uh, their coach, Scott Sandling, he actually started 
started me playing hockey when I was four. I was playing soccer with his son. He saw me as like, hey, you know, put her on skates, let's go. And so uh, I did, and I ended up sticking with the boys. Yep. Back then, girls' hockey was, was not what it is today. Um, there was not really any teams available for me in Hermantown. So I was like, you know, I'm going to play with the boys. And I think if I didn't, I don't think I would be here today, mm-hmm. you know, as the player in person that I am, because I mean, straight facts, men's hockey is faster and they're stronger. And so playing with them up till I think it was checking and peewees, I played up with the boys. I developed physically, you know, faster than the girls my age. So when I did start playing with the girls, I was, I was far ahead of them, um, to be honest. And that it was, it was like hard though at the same time, because I got into girls hockey and I played only one year with the younger girls for U12. Um, I ended up and it just, I mean, I was scoring eight, nine goals a game and, you know, parents are, parents are mad. You know, they're telling me, you know, I got to move on, go somewhere else. You know, that was really hard. Um, and even prior, I guess I, I should talk about boys hockey. I mean, I quit for a year actually. Yeah. I ended up quitting. And I mean, I was bullied out to rafts and stuff by the boys. Um, and that was really hard. And, you know, all the parents are like, you know, why are you here? You're taking up a boy spot on the team, you know, making square days and stuff like that. Saying it right to my face, right to my parents' faces. So I go from that, from boys to girls to them, you know, telling me get out too basically you know that was really really hard and so eighth grade I think I started playing varsity hockey with the girls I moved up and I mean I played five years I grew so much you know physically mentally you know I matured a lot I learned a lot it was definitely different than U12 hockey for sure um I had a lot of great experiences with that I got to go to state tournament my senior year which was huge um for even the program and I ended up, I played a lot of summer hockey too. I went out to Boston, played with Beantown. Awesome. And I, I mean, with everything in my past, like with hockey and, and the people around, you know, Hermantown, um, you know, tell me to get out. I was like, you know what? Fine. I'm going to get out. And yeah. I was like, I want to go somewhere else. I'm not going to stay in town. I'm not going to stay in the state. So I went and I toured a ton of colleges out East. Uh, like Brown, Harvard, I think, Sacred Heart, I was going to. Um, and then a couple of D3 schools out there. But being from the state of hockey and from, you know, my success in Hermantown, everybody always had this high pinnacle of you need to go D1, you know, and if yeah. you don't go D1, you're not, you're not good, right? So I had yeah. so much pressure, pressure from that. And so I kind of was like, and Brown and Sacred Heart, I think, were the two that had the most interest in me. I was like, I have to go. I have to go to one of those, you know, yeah. to make everybody happy. And I ended up super weird. The coach at um, Norwich University in Vermont, where I ended up going, had the same name as me at the time, the assistant coach. And everything just clicked. I went and toured. Uh, they flew me out yeah. from Hermantown, which was pretty cool and unheard of for D3 hockey. And um, their coach the head coach, there's a dog, uh, Mark Boulding, he looked at me and he was like, what do you want? And for me personally too, I was like, I, I want to succeed here. I want to be an all American. I want to be a national like champion. You know, yeah. and he's like, we can, we can do that here. 
And I was like, sign me up. So they would have came off their first national championship, I think in 2011. Yep. So yeah. 2011, they won their first and uh, Plattsburgh University, uh, yeah, Plattsburgh University there, they had been the dominant you know, yep. team after that. So, and I, I actually was emailing them and they were like, no, sorry, I was full. Like, didn't want to take me. I was like, whatever, I'm going to Norwich. And so I ended up going and I mean, I got back on the plane home after my tour and I emailed Sacred Heart and I was like, I found my spot. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm not going to come to her. And that was just, that was it. It was history. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's awesome. kind of, kind of a long history there. But For sure. Yeah. We'll, we'll kind of dissect some of that uh, here in a sec, but so it's, it's interesting right. that you brought up the fact that, uh, you know, when you're that young, you're getting all this negative feedback from uh, outside people. Right. I mean, it's yeah. kind of tough. I can imagine on a, a young girl like yourself and, um, and then finally getting to the point where you're getting good feedback and there's opportunities that lie ahead that, you know, it's something that, yeah kind of propel you so was there like a certain point like what was your your perception I guess of you know what what you wanted to do and you know what the best route for you was that's a good question um I guess I guess too like with finding success right and like then people kind of giving you that more positive feedback right so the the more positive feedback definitely came in college it did um which is weird because in high school I had the best coach ever. He's all time favorite. He was the best coach I've ever had. Um, but I hated it for certain reasons at the same time, obviously. And so I didn't quite get, get that um, positive feedback till college when I went from, you know, everybody as a whole, from parents, from, you know, my teammates and stuff like that. So that was kind of different for me, but in high school, I think my senior year when everybody was like, Oh, we have to go to college. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, I have, okay, I got to make a decision, you know? And so probably end of junior year, beginning of senior year was where I was like, I got to make the next step and hockey is what I love. And I'm, you know, I don't want to be without it. And so I was like, I, I'm going to play hockey. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, exactly. Right. And it's kind of one of those things that once you start getting some success, it's kind of snowballs from there. And ultimately yeah. you very uh, good college career, put up a lot of points. Um, and then, you know, yeah. I kind of, what kind of weighed the decision against going D1 versus D3? Was it just the natural fit of the school that kind of, you know, academically and athletically, it was going to be a good fit for you? Yeah. I mean, so um, spoiler alert, I'm going to talk about this in my blog for sure. Yeah. It's kind of, um, it's a huge thing. D1 versus D3. Um, like I said, in high school, it was, you know, D1, if you played D1, you were good. If you played D3, you weren't, you know, and that was kind of the, how a lot of Perception. people perceived it. and yeah and so um I kind of when I talked to a lot of D1 schools and coaches um and I talked to players who played D1 and were playing D1 the feedback just wasn't as positive as I thought it was going to be you know because you think oh my god D1 this is so awesome but it's really hard you know mentally physically emotionally all of that and you go in thinking like you're going to be first line it's it's not like that. It's not that easy. I'm sure you Merrimack. Went to Merrimack. Yeah. 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 And so I'm sure you know all about that, you know, but like division one and how, how hard that is. But I mean, D3 is just as hard too. don't get me wrong with that kind of thing. But, you know, I, I knew I was good in the way where I knew I would be able to play. I didn't want to go D1 and sit on, sit on the bench or sit yeah. in the stands. And, you know, coaches in D3, but like, you're going to play, you're not going to sit. 
and that kind of sold me for sure. Awesome. Yeah. So you show up first year, um, you know, was it kind of a transition right from high school into Norwich? There's no kind of time off before that was high school, right into college. Yeah. Uh, not like, uh, guys, obviously, you know, you go play juniors and such. So, um, I, yeah, I went early in the summertime. I actually kind of made like a summer trip out of it, kind of went out to the East coast and stuff and got into freshman year and, it was a huge change. I mean, obviously you're one, you're by yourself. I'm 2000 miles away from my family. I, I, I went in not knowing a single person. I knew yeah. nobody. Interesting. Um, yeah. And so, and I, I wanted it to be that way. And I really liked that, but I mean, the speed was different. You know, everybody's strong. Everybody's big. I'm not big. I'm like five, two and a half, five, three in a good day. You know, and I was like, oh, my God, like, these girls are still huge. And I'm, like, playing D3, like, this is crazy. You know, I was one of the smaller girls. And so, but I loved it because high school, you know, you're playing to have fun a lot of times. But college is, like, you're playing to win. You know, you're playing to get better every year. And you're learning so much, um, which I loved. I felt like I didn't learn a lot in high school. Um, like, like different plays and all that kind of stuff. And I learned so much my freshman year. So I I loved it. Yeah. It's cause I feel like in high school, you're kind of more like the student athlete applies where you, you know, you've got to graduate high school and athletics kind of secondary thing, but, and then you go to college and I mean, it's kind of a vice versa of athlete student in a way, right. Cause there's so much more pressure on, on the uh, athlete to to succeed on the ice. So, um, you know, that must've been a different kind of, uh, change of pace for you too is kind of more focused on hockey and then I mean yeah. a lot if you're gifted academically it's kind of a an easy transition but if you're not it's like yeah. now you have two really hard things to kind of accomplish yeah no definitely it, it is a huge I mean whether you're you're good at school and you like school or not it's still a huge workload and obviously as athletes I mean you have two days you know, you're practicing yeah. in the morning, you're practicing at night, you have strength and conditioning, you know, going on, you have team bonding, you have team meetings, you have film, there's so much more than just games in a practice, yeah. you know, as you know. Um, so it's finding that balance, you know, of when do I do my homework and stuff like that, which I do, I, I like school, I love school. Um, and I mean, I want to go to grad school too. I just, it's kind of weird. I love studying and stuff like that. So I enjoyed the school aspect of it but it's definitely a hard transition. You have to be organized for sure. For sure. Yeah. So in terms of the, the girls that you were on the team already that you kind of, you know, joined, was there particular people or was it like a team environment that kind of, you know, really allowed you to transition into the, the team and feel a part of it early on? I'm glad you asked that. So my, um, my squad, my, the girls, the freshmen that I'm in with yep. was the best group of girls girls I mean they're all my best friends for life um pretty much the ones who ended up staying we had a couple that left but um that was the easiest um transition for me like friend wise because everybody got along so well and obviously you know your team you as an athlete your team is your family and stuff but you have those select people that you rely on and that you're with and I mean being arms my freshman year you're with those freshman girls you know, you're talking every day, you're eating lunch, you're eating dinner, you know, you're going to class together, um, which was huge. I mean, if, if I didn't have those people, I mean, college would have been really hard, really, really yeah. hard. 
Yeah, no, that's great that, you know, you guys were able to bond as a freshman class because yeah. ultimately a couple of years later, you guys were able to win a national championship. So, you know, the team yeah. dynamics that you guys are able to, you know, develop as freshmen can be brought into sophomore and again, can kind of be pushed back onto the incoming freshmen. So, um, yeah. you know, that, so year to year, was it, uh, well, actually your first year, what was the, the quality of competition? Like, was it, you know, something that you were able just to kind of jump into right away or did it take you a couple of games to kind of find your foot in? It definitely took me a couple games, you know, figure out. I mean, we had like preseason scrimmages, which was good. I mean, so I guess my first couple games, I probably held back a little bit. Um, but at the, at the time, I was like, I have to, you know, try hard. You know, yeah. obviously as a freshman, you want to make, um, you want to be, you know, have the coach see. Obviously, you want to play. I mean, I came from a... Uh, I went to a school where there is three girls on a team. So we yeah. had a lot of girls sitting, you know, in the yeah. stands every game. So my focus was like, I have to put on a show, <laughs> you know, I have to do good. And, uh, but after, probably after like the first one or two games, I mean, it was, it was fun. My freshman year was just like fun. Cause you know, yeah. you're, you're learning new experiences and taking it all in. So yeah, exactly. Right. And if, you know, if you're prepared to play and you do, you do find success, it's a kind of a big confidence yeah. booster for, for a young freshman like that too. So in terms of like the 30, yeah. 28 to 30 girls that you had on the, the team that first year, what was, were a lot of those girls just kind of in the same boat of, you know, I'm just, I just want to be here on the play in the program, or was it like a day in, day in, or day in, day out competition to make the lineup? Um, Speaking on like the freshman girls, um, like my class, it was really a competition. It was terrifying every day. I mean, you, you would go, you, I would sit at my 8 a.m. in class and I would be like, I'm so scared to practice, you know, yeah. cause you don't know what line you're going to be on. You know, every day was a competition. And I think a lot of teams give freshmen the benefit of the doubt, you know, you're coming yeah. in. So, I mean, freshmen do get to play a lot, especially on our team. We did. I mean, we were given chance after chance. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't D3 or D1 doesn't matter every practice, every game, like you, you have to show up or you're not playing. And especially when you know that there's a chance that you're not playing, you know, tonight suiting up, you're like, I have, and that's what keeps you motivated during practice. Sure. You know, it's not high school where I can go out there and, you know, 50 do around. It's like you were focused for that 60 minutes. So for that sure. was a huge change too. Yeah. Yeah. And then academically, like you said, you, you were able to, you know, find your rhythm there. Um, that's kind yeah. of like, you know, for a lot of people that aren't prepared academically to go into college, I feel like that just pressure kind of outweighs anything else. And then that just yeah. transitions into your, the athletic side of things too. So. Yeah. It's, that's, it's hard. I mean, I switched my major after. I was going to ask you, yeah, what, what yeah. was your, uh, like, how did you, did you work with a, like an advisor to kind of figure out what program you wanted to go into, or is it something that you already knew um, going in? <laughs> So I, I think this is a hard thing too with athletes is, you know, you're so focused on hockey that sometimes or sport, whatever that you forget about after. Yeah. And so I guess going in to college, I was like, oh, I have to pick a major. Like, wh what am I, I had, I had no idea. And so yeah. I was like, um, okay, well, I'm going to do psychology and criminology. I don't know. That sounds really cool. I love, and I love like horror and like mystery movies. So I was like, all right, like whatever. Uh, true crime do. documentaries. But, yeah. But I, uh, 
so Norwich is actually a military school, mm-hmm. a small private military school. And I found myself being the only girl in all of my CJ classes, criminal justice classes with all these military guys. So, I mean, I walked into a classroom with 20 guys who were in all of their, their suits and whatever they wore that day. Cause they all yeah. had to wear certain things every day. And then I'm coming in with sweats and a hoodie, you know, and whatnot. And I'm like this, I, I can't do this. I was like, I don't like it. I, I mean, it just, it wasn't for me. So I yeah. actually had, so, I mean, I asked some of the older girls, my teammates, I was like, what do you, what are your majors? What do you do? What do you like? And they kind of talked me through it, which was huge. They helped. And I was like, I think I like health science. It seems like I don't have to figure out exactly where I want to be right now. So I'll do the four years with that. And then we'll see grad school after that. So that was my best, best shot. Awesome. So in terms of that, like yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm it seemed like everyone was business, you know, it's kind of like, that's everyone kind yeah. of provided that feedback in business, getting in management, et cetera. Was it similar right. on your team as well? Um, for the men's side, for yeah. sure. I mean, yeah, the men's was business and communication, um, couple engineers here and there, but no, uh, the women's team was majority of nurses and health science, um, engineering, I think we had, and that was, I mean, a couple maybe business or communications here yeah. and there, but not as much as the men. But it seemed like a pretty good variety of different things. So you get good feedback from okay. everyone kind of yeah. picking, and, pick and choose yeah. what you want to do. So yeah, for sure. Cause that's how I wound up having a health science major. Oh, that's so. awesome. So yeah, it's cool that, uh, you know, there was a men's team along with the women's team. Like when I was at Merrimack, that was, I think title nine had just kind of kicked in after I graduated. So Merrimack ended right. up getting a women's team, but so I didn't, never had any really crossover with, um, you know, besides the other sport, uh, female athletes, uh, there was no hockey. Yeah. So what was the kind of relationship between the men's and the women's team? Is it very supportive? Yeah. Oh, I mean, I think my freshman sophomore year more so for yeah. sure. Um, super supportive. And it just so happened the way the schedules worked out those first uh, two years, we were able to see more of each other's games. So, I mean, more girls went to the guys games and the guys went to the girls, you know, probably, but there was still a huge, huge support, you know, for each other in that way. And I mean, we were with each other every day too. You'd see, I mean, the way our rink was set up, we had to walk down the men's side, you know, before we got to our locker room, you're seeing them, you're seeing their coach, you know, we would go on um, for goalie ice together and stuff like that, which is really huge. So, yeah. How did the schedule line up in terms of the games? Did you guys play like beforehand like an, an afternoon kind of matinee game before the yeah night game. so yep it was either they were home and we were away or vice versa and then if we were both home on a weekend then we would play at like three and they play at seven kind of yeah. thing so they get there early to like take their sticks and whatever and they catch the last like period or something and then we'd end up going home eating showering and then we'd go and watch the game so yeah and then big yeah. party afterwards <laughs> yeah no <laughs> oh, that's awesome so yeah i mean let's oh, talk yeah. about the national championship experience so, like obviously going into the year everyone's goal is to win i um, mean you know you have to figure out a daily process of how you're going to get there so was there certain yeah. things and at what point throughout the year where you're like fuck we have a chance at winning this uh actually right away in the beginning of my sophomore season that year we played plattsburgh and um obviously they were the number one they just won championship the year before um I watched the game because my freshman year we did make it to the NCAAs we watched them win it 
So that was a little like jab to the heart. You're like, I oh, yeah. want that. And we hadn't, the program had not beaten Plattsburgh in years. I think it was like, I can't remember, 15, 20 games or something like that, like years. And we beat them on their home ice beginning of that season, like three to one, it might've been or something like that. And we could have won the championship right there. We, that's yeah. how excited we were. I mean, we just broke a losing streak with them. That was huge. And we were like, holy crap, we have this, you know? And so yeah. the rest of the season, we just absolutely steamrolled everybody. And it helped us because of the fact that we won so many games. We were ranked number one in the nation. We, I mean, the core final game was a five to one win. I mean, it yeah. was, I mean, we knew after the first period, we like, we ha- we're going to the national championship. And I think our team was just so confident that year that that's what really helped us too. Yeah. yeah it's one of those situations where you don't want to get ahead of yourself, especially in the NCAA right. kind of format where it's one and done. Right. But, you know, having mm-hmm. that early confidence boost of winning, beating Plattsburgh like that, especially on their home yeah. ice. Uh, it kind yeah. of carries throughout the season and it kind of serves as a reminder for you guys. You know, any, anytime you hit those dog oh, days yeah. of the season, it's like, just reflect on that and know that you guys are winners. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. It was, it was really exciting. It was really cool to be a part of that, especially my sophomore year. Yeah. Where was the championship held? Uh, at our, at our rank. Oh, really? Awesome. Yeah. It was, I've never been a part of a female sports game where, I mean, the whole entire rank was like full. It was so cool. Yeah, and my been. parents came. Yeah, it was awesome. So they got to watch. Yeah, it was great. I mean, really, like you know, you go through that early on journey, like playing, you know, minor hockey and into high school, and it's not a good situation necessarily. But then you get to the school and you actually have success and win a championship. That must have been like yeah. a huge vindicating moment for you. Oh yeah, yeah, it yeah, it definitely was. It was. I mean, I went from high school where you know your parents just went to the game you know yeah. and then when you made it to the state championship I mean or state tournament sorry we I mean you'd have you know speckles of people here and there you know and that was it but at Norwich too we had such a good fan base I mean yeah. such a small town and such a successful program for the men's and women's hockey that we had so many people come to our games which was awesome yeah, yeah. that makes makes that environment incredible too so yeah so yeah let's uh so win a national championship, go to junior year, senior year. Obviously you guys are, you're, you're voted on by the players to be team captain that come that senior year. Um, yeah. You know, so what was that experience like? And obviously let's get into the COVID and like, you know, that whole, they pulled the shoe yeah, from here. Sure. Yeah. Um, I honestly, so I knew going into my senior year that summer, it was me and actually one of my best friends. We ended up, we both, um, or captains and we were told we the hard part was is that year at the end of my junior year our coach our head coach Mark Bowling he he left he left and went to Yale and okay. so it was really up in the air um, so we had a transition of me going to my senior year last year and then you know no coach or having no idea who our coach is going to be yep. and so as soon as I found out I was captain it was right off the bat dealing with dealing with the transition of a new coach um you know and that and that was really tough and having to I mean obviously there were some players who you know were disappointed they weren't captain so and we all know with females there's always a little bit more drama um to be honest with you that was really hard right off the bat too dealing with that yeah um so as soon as I got it and as soon as it all happened I was like 
I was like, oh, oh my God, this is what it's like, you know? And I mean, I was, yeah. I was a captain um, two years in high school, but that is, that is not the same as, you know, in college. And so I, it definitely was a big wake up call too. I mean, you have to really put your teammates first um, in everything. Even if, yeah. if you have a game, you know, or an away game, you have to remember, you can't think about what you're bringing. You got to make sure everybody's bringing, you know, everything and packing everything and what kind. Yeah. It's just such a transition. It was, yeah, it was crazy. I bet that you learned a lot about yourself that year though, too, because you're always put in these situations where it's new for you and you have to, you know, make that decision on behalf of the team. Yep but also deal yeah. with a lot of the, you know, different kind of personalities throughout the team. So, yeah, especially like the I mean, younger, the, the class coming in that was recruited by that coach that ended up leaving. It's kind of, there's so much uncertainty for them and they're wondering, you know, do I go to get my other options that were on the table? Are those still there? Um, and then obviously the people that now think they have to like remake the team or, you know, so there's a ton of dynamics that go into that. Oh yeah. That, I mean, that was huge. So, uh, I'll get a little into that. We went from obviously, you know, you have 30 girls on a team. And then my coach prior, I mean, he was a little bit more lenient. He was, he kind of had his favorites. And then you go to a new coach who is focused on winning, focused yeah. on every member of the team, you know. But at the same time, if you don't make the cut, you don't make the cut, you know. Yeah. And yeah. that was really hard to deal with too as a senior captain. And I mean, your senior year is supposed to be, you know, your best year. It's so fun. You know, it's the last year. And I was so excited and I was so scared and terrified of, you know, yeah. what was to come. But there was so much pressure on myself too, because it's like, I wanted to have my best year, you know, points wise. Um, I wanted to be more like mentally engaged in my games. I had so many things that I wanted to achieve personally too, with the team as well, yeah. that I was trying to balance both of those. So that was, it was definitely a learning experience. But, for yeah. sure. And then obviously like with women's hockey, it's the NCAA is the big kind of, that's the pinnacle of the career, but there are pro leagues, which we can talk about yeah. here in a sec out in yeah. Europe. So was that transition to the pros kind of what you thought, you know, that next step was, or was it, you know, college is it, let's graduate and kind of move on. Or what was your thoughts on that? No, because, uh, well, obviously going into college, like I said before, I had no idea what major I even, you know, yeah. wanted, wanted to do. And so senior year, I was like, I still have no idea what I want to do with this major, Yeah, you know? And, um, so sorry. No worries. <laughs> can we edit these? Uh, yeah, we could probably, yeah. I'll, I'll see what or I can no. do on the, no, it's, but it, I mean, to be honest, it's not bad. You can barely hear the little okay. problem. Right. If anybody, if, you, if if this is not edited, I have a puppy. They're fighting right now. <laughs> Are they fighting? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, what was I talking about? So going into uh, senior year, not knowing what you want to yeah, do with the so degree. My senior year, I was like, I have, I still have no idea what I want to do. And uh, hockey's been my life forever. And I didn't see myself not playing. Yeah. So probably... December, January, I think in college, senior year, I, um, there was an agent that contacted me and got me interested in, you know, what was up for my future, you know, mm -hmm. with hockey and stuff. So I had my options. So then by the time I was, um, my season was done and I was legally allowed to, you know, discuss <laughs> everything and, you know, contracts and stuff like that. I mean, uh, me and actually my best friend too at Norwich, we both 
were offered um, spots on the team. So we were like, we we're like, let's do this. Give me the contract. Let's go. I was, COVID happened, obviously. And we were actually both driving out to school because we had a house and we had to go pick up our, had to go gather all of our stuff to go home. And we texted the agent. We we're like, we're ready to sign, send it. She whipped out her laptop in the car and she's like trying to connect the Wi-Fi to her phone and we're like <laughs> downloading the contract. I'm like driving and I'm like signing it. I'm like, this is it. And like it yeah. happened just like that. Yeah. Hell yeah. I mean, that must've been an awesome thing when, you know, the agent's like, Hey, there are spots over, is it, was it Finland mm -hmm. that you guys are going to head over to? Yeah, there was, I mean, there's Finland, Sweden and Austria. And I mean, there's so many options out there, yeah. but yeah, it was, it was between Finland and Sweden. Yeah. That's awesome. And it had a teammate that were, you were going to go over there with. Yeah. 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 That was so exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I said in the intro, it's kind of, you know, shitty that it happened. COVID happened. It took all the excitement of graduating away from you guys and, you know, like walking yeah. down the, all that kind of stuff. So I must, you know, I do feel extremely bad for you guys that had to go through all that. And, you know, the timing that happened 10 years ago, I would have went through the same thing. So, you know, it can really happen yeah. to anyone, but a tough situation all around. So, um, going into, so then that summer obviously hit and, you know, you're thinking about going to Finland and obviously then that's kind of where men end happened. And you know, what yeah. I do, what, what I think, how I saw it on LinkedIn, I think uh stepper would like something on there. So I clicked on your blog yeah. and was reading yeah. some of that stuff and, you know, it really hit home with me. I'm again, I'm kind of 12 years away from, from uh, higher ed, but you know, right. the topics that you're writing about are incredibly important, I think for the next generation. And, you know, even just starting a blog, like this, this platform that you have, um, it's going to help a lot of people out. Yeah, no, I hope so. And I mean, same with your podcast too, because we kind of have the same idea, you know, to give people advice and, you know, experiences and have people sure. relate, you know, athletes. And I think it's such, and it's not talked about yeah. at all. I mean, in all the years that I've played hockey, I've never, I'd never had a resource like that to talk about, you know, and not even just the physical aspect, but the mental and the emotional yeah, that me uh, the mental madness article I think you had wrote not too long yeah, ago. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, let's kind of talk about that one too, just because of, yeah. you know, I do think that's sports psychology and just a, an mm -hmm. avenue to, you know, let yourself vent is, is really not yeah. there as a resource in, in sports right now, especially in hockey. So, you know, what, from your experience, yeah. what, uh, what was there like your mental, how'd you build your mental fortitude up throughout your career? Yeah. So, um, I guess the reason why, first off, why I wrote it was because I realized what I was missing yeah. and it was that mental, mental part, the mental aspect, the piece. And I think high school, it wasn't as, as big for me because I was playing because I loved it and I was having fun and, you know, but college was different. And I, I guess my dad, I think after every game, he would be like, you know, you, you play good. You know, he was always so supportive, but the one thing that he always asked me was, how were you mentally? Yeah. How did you feel before? How do you feel after? Were you mentally there? Or he, he would notice. He would be like, hey, you didn't look like you were in, the, in that game. Your feet were moving, but I don't know where your head was, you know? Yeah. And especially senior year, because that was just the hardest with, you know, balancing everything and me putting so much pressure on myself. That was the year that I struggled the most mentally. Yeah. Um, and I think I miss, I, I, I really did. I missed that piece. And I think it, um, it kind of squashed a lot of opportunities for me that year. I mean, I, I think I, I had a lot more in the tank yeah. and mentally I just, and I didn't, 
you know, and, and like we, we already said, you know, we didn't have, there's no resources out there, you know, especially for a D3 female team, you know, we don't have a team psychologist, you know, who are you going to talk to? I mean, we had, I went to a therapist on site, but I mean, that was, you know, it's not a sports psychologist. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Especially being the captain and then having the coach, you know, be pulled from the program. So like that coach is kind of like that sports psychologist call them in a way. And if you don't, you have that resource pulled away too, that's a tough situation. Yeah, no, it was really hard. And so I guess my, my big thing too, for, you know, athletes of all ages is, I mean, you always, I guess I kind of made this thing while I was writing the mental madness blog was, you know, think before you, you know, pregame, you're like, Hey, how am I feeling today? You know, and if I can't, let's say I had a game the night before and my legs aren't fully there, not hundred percent, you know, uh, okay. I'm, I'm at 80% physically, but I can still give a hundred percent emotionally and mentally, you know, and it's finding that balance between those three. And like, yeah. if I can't skate end to end, like I could, I'm going to chip it off the glass or I'm going to make a heck of a play, you know, to my center, you know, weak side wing or something like that. So, I mean, I think that's a huge thing that athletes are missing to make them great for sure. For sure. Just kind of someone to, you know, ask questions or phrase things in a different way to get you to think about it. Cause it's interesting you bring up the fact that, you know, if you, yeah. your body feels like you're at 80%, but you can still hundred percent give, you know, your emotions into, into the yeah. game. And yeah. that can really carry you through a lot of things. And it's just about yeah. kind of preparing yourself for, for that next, uh, next game, which can be tough and turn around night by night. Yeah, no, exactly. And, you know, for an example, um, we could play a super low end team, right. And we could kill them nine to rip or something like that. And I may have had two goals and assists, let's just say, for example. And I mean, I guess this is an example. This actually happened, you know, many times throughout my career where after the game, I was like, Oh, great. I got three points or, you know, you're so focused sometimes on that. And then it's like, but after the game, I, I felt like shit. I was like, that wasn't good. I didn't play good. I didn't, I didn't race for the puck. Like I wasn't even sweating barely. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then there's other games. Like when you play Plattsburgh and it's so intense and yeah, I'm not going to be scoring a hat trick against Plattsburgh. Right. Like I'm probably not even going to get an assist, but I was screaming on the bench. You know, I went out there hundred percent. And after that, I feel fucking great, you know, and I didn't get any points or anything like that. And so, I mean, it's athletes have to, find that you know you don't have to score 10 goals a game to feel good you know physically and skill wise it's all about it's all up here you know mentally yeah it's very true right if, even yeah. if you don't score points but you play a good game and you know make some great plays and take care of your zone that's a big thing right so as soon as you have a team yeah. that can actually you know have some offense it's kind of where you feel more well-rounded once you play one of those games yeah yeah awesome. no definitely so then, I mean, let's get into the, the National Women's Hockey League because I think, and then the the PWHL, I think as well. Um, just professional yeah, women's, yeah, because I, I do think that there's a huge yeah. opportunity for the game and the way yeah. media, media works nowadays, obviously Twitch is like a big thing for, uh, for the NWHL. So, you know, from your perspective, was there an opportunity to, you know, join one of those leagues here in North America or is that still kind of yeah. maybe a game plan? Yeah, I mean um after kind of during covid once you know our season was canceled and stuff and i was talking to finland um i did 
received a message from one of the NWHL teams, you know, asking if I was interested. And I mean, I was so gung ho on traveling, you know, yeah. across the country and, and going to Finland that, I mean, it, it wasn't in my interest at that time. Not yep. saying that it couldn't, couldn't have been in the future, you know, um, I just, I really want to go to Finland. So yeah. I said no, and I signed that contract in the car to Finland, and I was that's what I was super stoked for. So awesome, yeah. So then, what what ended up happening to uh, you know that dream? Obviously, it's what everyone's dream is to play professional, but obviously, you, you had to make a very yeah. big decision personally, and you know, there's no one that can knock you on that because I think you know you're the one that yeah. understands the most. So, um, you know, what yeah. was that? And I think I had read too that you know everyone's kind of you know you're you got to be so excited you have to you know, feel yeah, really awesome yeah. about yourself. Like those kind of things where people are just kind of reassuring you on these things, but in the heart of heart, you know, that, you know, it might not be a good fit for you. So in order to, I guess, come yeah. out and say you're not playing anymore, what was that like for you? Um, probably one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. Honestly. Sure. I mean, it, I grew up in a small town. Everybody knows I play hockey. I went to a private college, you know, I had so many good relationships with Everybody had so many connections everywhere. You know, everybody knew I played hockey and that's, you know, it was no doubt that I was going to like keep playing. Yeah. And so during the summer, I guess I'll kind of talk a little bit about it. Um, we, I mean, first off, there's a huge language barrier. Yeah. And so, you know, they, they give you, they give you like, Oh, do, do these many pushups in a minute. And I'm like, what? like, I, I don't know what workout that is, you know? And then, so I'm, I'm trying, I'm making up my own list all summer, you know, yeah. I'm lifting five times a week and then they wanted me to, I mean, I was running three plus miles a day. That's, that's what they wanted, which was like all conditioning running. So I'm making up all my own workouts and I'm by myself, you know, I have yeah. no workout buddy, gyms are closed. I'm doing it at home. Um, thank God my dad had, you know, we have a little gym downstairs. So that was a huge lifesaver, but um, it first started when I was working out by myself, trying to stay motivated. I was like, this is so hard, you know, it's going to be worth it. But probably around end of July, beginning of August, I was like, I'm like, I'm just like drained, like yeah. mentally, emotionally, physically. I barely got on the ice in the summer. Um, it was really hard to get ice. I mean, I think I got, I found ice time and he gave me 25 minutes. I had 25 minutes a lot at like 7 a.m. Yeah. And I was like, God, I was like, I should be more excited. And that's kind of, that's kind of what it was, was I was like, I'm not excited anymore. You know, it, it felt like a job that I didn't want to be at. Yeah. And, and so I was, I kept holding on to it and I kept doing it. And then I do think everything happens for a reason because COVID still happened. And then their coach and the agent, they were like, we're going to fly you to Budapest and you're going to stay there for two weeks because Finland's border is closed. And, and then we're going to try and get you on a train and go here in a plane there. And I was like, holy shit. I was like, I am not getting stuck in the middle of Budapest or whatever. Yeah, like, you no know, it's like no idea. And I was, and I mean, whatever, I can make my own choices. I'm an adult, but my parents were like, you are not, you are not flying, you know, over there to, you have no idea if you're going to get in the country. And so that kind of ended up being my ultimatum with that. I was like, all right. And it was the hardest thing I ever had to do. I had, I mean, I had to text, I had to text the coach. I had to text the yeah. agent. I had to text all the Finland girls. I mean, who I didn't even know yet. And who were so excited, you know, yeah. to have Americans. And then, I mean, I told all of them before I told my parents and my friends, I, I held it off. And 
I mean, still to this day, I can't give anybody a real reason as to like why just like it felt right, you know, and it was time and I, I had the best time of my life. I'm so thankful for hockey that's given me, you know, and being part of many families over the years with that. But at that point I was like, this is time to wrap it up. Yeah. Yeah. I know it's, it's, it happens to everyone, right? Every athlete kind of goes through that transition. And I I just had one of my friends on, we were talking about uh, in, in those instances, you either get cut, you quit or you get injured. Those are the things that immediately you lose your identity. Right. And literally it's the next day, no one's calling anymore, but you're like, kind of hang on to that identity. So, you know, to have to work yourself through that and, you know, make the decision on your own. And obviously the the current climate is, is wild. I'm sure things could have been different or your perspective on things, but um, you know, it's something you have to go through. And then if it's a choice that you make, it's, you know, it allows you to rebuild yourself in a way that you want to rebuild and, you know, take on that new identity. Yeah, no, exactly. So what, uh, uh, yeah, what was like oh, kind of, you know, I was going to ask, so, you know, obviously you had to have a plan of what you kind of want to do or, you know, start looking at other types of um, career choices that you can make. So what uh, what's on the horizon for you in terms of that? Um, well, right now I still don't fully know. Yeah. I'm not 100% on anything, uh, which is why I kind of started the blog even, you know, yep. because post telling everybody I, I quit and having to deal with, you know, all the questions and all of that stuff. And then the pressure of, you know, finding a place to live and a job and money, you know, all of a sudden that hits you. And it's like, like, welcome to the adult world. You know, you don't just get to go and get a college house and, you know, right. play hockey for fun and drink beers on Friday nights. Like it's not like that anymore. And so it's huge, huge, uh, like awakening for me. Um, so I got a job. I work with, um, young adults with disabilities right now. My mom does foster care. So doing that at the moment, but I'm hoping, I'm hoping grad school, maybe next year. I mean, with COVID and the whole Finland thing, it was a shot that I was doing grad school this year, um, at all. I didn't have, you know, there's obviously applications and all that. So, um, I actually, which is kind of cool when I was, uh, I was listening to some of your podcasts and you were um the sports psychologist one I was like that sounds so awesome you know and I've always thought about that you know because I love I love writing and talking and like helping people so between that and nutrition right now we'll see where we'll see where it gets me in the future I don't know yeah no I'm I'm glad you listened to that uh the sports psychology one too because that's a you know childhood friend I grew up with and you know we got to that age where we made junior programs but then it was um he ended up going the junior b route and but then come fast forward, like 10 years later, kind of it's, he has so much good insight of the experience that he learned from it. Cause he went through a ton of yeah. you know, dark days too, but was able to find a new passion. And I think sports psych is one of those up and coming industries that he even yeah. mentioned, you know, just your experience alone can provide a lot into like performance psychology. Right. So yeah, there's people out there that I think they're, you know, have kids that would want to put them in situations and around people like yourself that can provide good insight and just make sure the kids kind of get the support that, you know, it sounds like you kind of missed out on uh, when you're playing a minor hockey. Yeah, no, definitely. It's, it's so needed and athletes are going to be the best, best people to be a sports psychologist, you know, like you said, so having all those experiences. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's great that you have the men in the end platform too. You can kind of just put your thoughts on paper and, you know, we, you can, yeah. you know, a lot of people when they do read that will, you know, find uh, similarities in their experience as well. So 
Um, have you got yeah. good feedback on that? What's uh, how's that going for you? Yeah, I mean, I obviously so after I quit, I was so lost, you know, and I was like, oh my god, and I used to journal, but I was like, Ugh, I hate writing; it takes too long, and you know, I have all these thoughts and feelings, and I couldn't get them out, and so I started like writing on a word document on my laptop. I don't know why. And just like my thoughts and feelings. And then all of a sudden I ended up being like lists of things that I learned in college. And um, I was like, okay, I could like write about like this kind of stuff. Yeah. And I don't know why I dropped like 400 bucks on a website. And I was like, this might just be for me. Like, here we go. Um, don't even know where I got mending in from. It just kind of came to me as probably in the shower. Yeah. And uh, so I put out, on Facebook, I put the link in and I, all I had was, you know, the about me page, my purpose. And I think I had like 600 views that day, that night awesome. I went and like looked on and I was like, holy shit. I was like, this is cool. Like people clicked on it, like they want to know. And so I was like, I got, I got to keep, I just spent $400, you know, and, and I have all these issues in my head, you know, I got to talk about it. So I just started making a list of things I wanted to talk about. And like you said, with the NWHO, um, being a hot topic right now. I mean, sometimes I, you know, I think I'm going to talk about things that are going on, you know, during that time, which was perfect. So. Yeah. You got a really good, about. really good perspective on a lot of things. And obviously with the women's game, you're right in there and you had yeah. a lot of good success at the NCAA level. So people will listen to that and kind of gravitate towards your, your opinion. So um, is there any other topics that kind of you, you want to highlight, I guess, in terms of um, your experience and what you're trying to do with men then? Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I think I'm going to talk about like depression and anxiety for sure for athletes going through that. But mm -hmm. I really am so passionate about females playing, you know, a male sport. I'm definitely going to talk about that. Um, and just females versus like the male hockey in general, kind of. Yeah. Um, I obviously kind of talked about that a little bit in my NWHL one. But uh, just because I think that the female hockey world is growing so much and people, I don't think a lot of people realize it, how much it is, um, which I think is so awesome. So I just want to, I want to talk to about a lot of things that I've learned about. I mean, I'm going to talk about, you know, being in a leadership role, you know, we're stepping into a new, a brand new situation, like freshman year of college and kind of stuff like that, or recruiting even, you know, things that yep. think there's, there's so many topics to talk about, as you know, like oh, incredible. Sure. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, one of the things that I think about too is uh, you know, when I was growing up, me and my brother were playing, my sister played volleyball, but my parents had no hockey experience, right? They played other sports in, in school. Thanks. So, yeah. right. So I feel like every year there's new kids coming into hockey that start doing pretty good, but their parents don't have any real uh, experience with it. So, you know, that kind of avenue yeah. of your experience of going through everything is, is, is huge. And especially up here in, in Canada too, I think the NCAA is like a big dream that a lot of these girls have. So, but really no one knows the route unless you talk to someone specifically about it. So just right. that open line yeah. of communication about how to get and maneuver yourself through and, you know, when you're on a yeah. team, what to do and those kind of things. Yeah, no, exactly. And I mean, female, you know, hockey is a little bit more um, exclusive and it's not talked about a lot. So there's not a, a lot of the insights are, you know, as me as a college athlete, I mean, I met so many, I played against and with so many different athletes who have moved on to pro and NWHL. I mean, I hear about stuff all the time. I have insights to so many things that go on that you would never read in, you know, the papers on sites and all that kind of stuff, you know? 
And so, I mean, even just the experience with coaches and dealing with coach, you know, there's just so much out there that not a lot of people know about. And I mean, you can take my NWHL blog, like I just say things how it is and I'm going to be real and honest and raw about all of it. Cause I think that's so needed right now, you know, for female athletes and to grow the sport that somebody's got to be honest about it. And somebody's got to give all the information. Cause I wish I knew that growing up. Yeah. Was there any resources in uh, like Minnesota state high school that you could kind of prepared you guys for that NCAA jump or is it kind of just one-offs? If you have a family advisor, great. If you don't good luck on your own kind of thing. Yeah. High school. I was, yeah. I mean, I had like my coach and stuff, but yeah, that was Yeah. Good. Nothing. Hey, eh? yeah, uh, have you thought about nothing. like a family advisory type of, of service or like, you know, offering... I haven't. no, yeah, no. I do think there's a, there's a market it, for it, yeah. but it's, it's something that yeah. you kind of have to promote yourself. And, you know, if you do, right. you know, find the right crop, it's, you can get 10 people on there that you can make a little bit of money and provide a really good oh, yeah. insight to people and help them answer those questions about how to get from right. one, one level to another and then provide your own yeah. experience. And I think that, you know, especially in, in grad school, I think if you can kind of pair that with grad school and, you know, it'd be a right, great yeah. opportunity maybe. So good idea. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's kind of with the hockey AI. I'm going to give a quick plug on that. It's, you know, one of the things yeah. that we found was a lot of kids are coming to the junior level with family advisors. And it's just like, you know, if you can afford one, great. And that's provides, yeah. I think, parents right. a reassurance that at least someone's looking out for, for my kid. But at right. the end of the day, it's, you just need information and knowledge and understanding kind of where you fit right. in different programs and if it's going to be a good fit that way. So, you know, we're trying to yeah. automate that process and give parents, you know, a, in minor hockey organizations, a tool that they can use year round. They have strength and conditioning platforms, a sports site platform, um, nutrition stuff. So just, again, just information that they could use and they're paying an arm and a leg each season to uh, like for ice times and all that kind of stuff. So having something like this would be a tool that they could use throughout the year. So. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, you're spot on. I'm definitely going to have to start thinking about that but i mean especially for females too i mean you see it more you know Huge. guys you know but yeah girls it's not it's not there so and no. all it could simply be is you know an email to a coach that you know opens that door and you know if you didn't make right. that effort yeah. to to reach out it's you know it kind of puts you on that radar so yeah no exactly and i mean after being at norwich and i mean you have so many connections after college i mean you know so many people and this coach knows that coach and stuff and you're set i mean honestly exactly. i would have no problem being able to do that now so. yeah i mean we'll uh, we'll stay yeah. in touch because minnesota hockey is something that we're yeah, looking no, to definitely. kind of provide this service to because there's in minnesota hockey is probably debatably the yeah. best state for hockey i would say put that in there for sure so yeah. well awesome you know so again it was great to talk to you today is there anything else that you want to kind of put out there or have anything else that um on your list of things? Um, no, I mean, I guess to everybody, you know, do it because you love it. Exactly. Um, you know, and then once you don't love it anymore, I mean, don't force yourself to do something you don't love. But, and uh, definitely keep checking out my blogs at mendyend.com. Sure. So, and you'll gain a lot of advice and insights on that. Absolutely. Yeah. Whenever you post, post something, I'll make sure I, I repost it too. So <laughs> Cause you, I, I do think like what you're doing helps a lot of people out here in Western Canada as well, especially with the women's game. So, you know, anytime there's things that come up, I'll definitely uh, point them in your direction. Thank you. Vice versa. So. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. very nice to meet you and talk to you and um, you know, yeah, with you grad too. school, good luck and whatever is next. I'm sure 
you know, you go through those times where it's so much uncertainty, but you know, from what I think your foundation is, you're going to do a lot of great things. So. Yeah. I mean, same to you. This is awesome. I was looking forward to this all week. So, Perfect. I mean, it's so great what you're doing. I'm happy to find people who have the same thoughts and ideas as I do. So thank you. Absolutely. Yeah. We'll be in touch and we'll connect, uh, you know, as, as things progress and if there's any opportunities, it's, we'll see what happens. Definitely. Yes. Thank you. Awesome. Take care. Yeah.